only way to bag a classy lady is to give her two tickets to the gun show. It's Monday Gun Day with the gun guy. Just watch out for the guns. They'll get you. Guy Stop calling your arms guns. The Hammer and Nigel Show, 93 WIBC. My name is Nigel. Jason Hammer is here. Guy Relford, the gun guy, joining us live in studio. Licensed firearms instructor, Second Amendment attorney, and host of the Gun Guys Show. How are you, Guy? Man, I'm great. And thanks, as always, to our sponsor, Fort Liberty Firearms in Avon. Great place to buy firearms, ammunition, or accessories. Check them out at 8401 East Highway 36 or at FortLibertyFirearms.com. Hammer, where do you want to start first? You want to start with this Alabama basketball situation or the the Biden thing? Which, Let's start with Alabama basketball because this is a story that's not only on ESPN, but it's on like national news too. So the Cliff's Notes version of what happened was that an Alabama basketball player, not the star player, but a player, he murders a woman, right? Just that's what we that happened. Well, now we're finding out more information that he had texted a teammate and said, bring me my gun. Now, that teammate happened to be the star player on Alabama's team, and he's still allowed to play basketball. So while one guy is in jail facing a murder charge, the guy that brought the gun to him to the crime scene, that was his gun. Is Whose now, gun was it? It was the, the criminal shooter. Or the, the shooter's shooter? gun. Okay. He texted his buddy and said, hey, bring me my gun. And this was like at one in the morning. <sighs> so teammate brings him his gun, and that's the gun ultimately used to kill a woman. So I'm hearing a lot of different stuff, Guy, and I'm going to play a soundbite from you for you. This is Jay Billis. He's a commentator on ESPN, but he's also attorney talking about whether or not the kid that brought the gun should still be allowed to play basketball. Brandon Miller has rights. And I believe that Alabama has a duty to protect those rights or at least not compromise those rights. And given they know him better than we do, he has cooperated fully, uh, according to his attorney, with authorities. And, and to me, I think Alabama has gone through this process and handled it appropriately. Now, reasonable minds can differ with that. Maybe one school might handle this differently, but I have no quarrel with the way Alabama's handled it. Yeah, interesting, interesting case, because here's how the law works. And again, I'm not an Alabama attorney, but, but let's use Indiana law. The only way that there can be a viable charge, a criminal charge, against the player who brought the gun to the other guy is going to be based on, on his knowledge and his intent in the whole process. In other words, if he knew he was delivering a gun, and, and, and that's what we call a transfer. If it's in your possession and you transfer possession to somebody else, that's a transfer. If you transfer a gun with knowledge the other person intends to commit a crime with it, that's a crime. Mm. In addition, if, if you agree with someone to help them to commit a crime, any crime, including murder, that's conspiracy. And you can be charged with the murder right along with the, with the person who actually pulled the trigger under conspiracy. But that's all based on knowledge of what's going on and an agreement with the person um, that actually pulled the trigger. So prosecutors look at this, and if they don't have any evidence that uh, that he knew the purpose for which the guy said, bring me my gun, which was to commit a crime, and don't have any, any evidence there's any kind of an agreement for, for him to assist the guy who's 
pulling the trigger at the end of the day, then they step back and say, all right, now the guy's just a witness for us. And, and and he's not necessarily subject to being prosecuted. You know, I, Jay Beale is saying he has rights. Well, of course he has rights. I mean, that's why we have a Constitution. Now, he has rights whether he's guilty of a crime or not. So you can't argue with that statement. Um, but to look at this and, 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 and to be, I think, a little bit cavalier about the fact that a guy delivered the gun that ultimately was used to murder someone and people just kind of want to shrug their shoulders and, 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 you know, and not look at that as seriously as it might be looked at. Um, that's a whole nother question. And whether him transporting a gun to another guy who used it in a crime ought to be the subject of some discipline by the basketball team is a whole nother question as well. Right. Cause when I heard Jay Billis say he's got rights, well, Okay, illegally, sure, but there's no right to play college basketball. No, exactly right. Like if you're the coach and your teammate says, I brought my teammate his gun at one o'clock in the morning, that's probably something that goes against the code of conduct of being a student athlete, right? Yeah, at the same time, the 2A guy in me also says, wait a minute, what if this guy's being harassed by a bunch of people? What if he's being threatened? What if he fears for his life? And he needs his gun to be able to defend himself, calls his, his buddy, his roommate, his teammate, and says, man, I need my gun because I'm being threatened. I, I, I could you know, get murdered myself this evening. Did he know the context of which the gun was being delivered? But see, he, that's the, that, he claims no. That, and that's the operative question, Nige. Yeah. That, that, the question you just asked is what's dispositive of this whole situation. It's what he knew. Right and his intent in delivering that gun, and 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 if all he knew was his his friend and and roommate and teammate was asking to deliver a gun, he could have considered that to be an innocent request based on the guy's you know uh, desire to be able to protect himself. Right? I can see somebody saying, "Hey, on your way over here, I forgot my gun. Can you can you can you bring my gun for for me? I forgot it. I'm well, sure, you know, yeah, I, I'll bring." I mean, there are times you know? when I go somewhere where I can't carry a gun. Um, and so that reason, I have to leave my gun behind somewhere, whether in my vehicle, locked up in a safe, or at home, or whatever. Later on, I'm out somewhere where I can legally have a gun. Could, what, could I ever envision a scenario where I say, hey, man, uh, you know, you, I left my gun with you. Would you mind bringing me my gun? Hell, it, if I had to go to court today and I left my gun, say, with a, a, a friend at another law firm downtown, because I was at his office, and before I, I, I had to go to court, I said, man, I can't take my gun. I'd rather leave it here with you, and, and you put it in your safe. And then I leave court, I could easily say, hey, man, bring me my gun, because I don't want to be without my gun after I leave the courthouse. Right. So I can see an innocent explanation for saying, hey, man, bring me my gun. But do you see the argument? Let's say you're the girl's father. Oh, yeah. And you're the... The father, you're grieving, you've lost your daughter, she was shot, dead, and murdered, and the guy that brought the gun to the scene is out there having a fake pat-down during the starting lineup yeah, before yeah, was, the game. Was that over the weekend? They were doing the starting lineups, and, and one of his other teammates pretended to frisk the guy I gotta that tell brought you, the gun. Uh, That's sick. Yeah, that, I'm mocking mean, that whole thing. It, that, to me, is a whole separate discussion, and yes... That is repugnant to me. I cannot believe they claim they've been they doing it that. all year long, and uh, I don't know if that's true or not. But does that make any difference? Here? I smell BS on that one. I, I don't know. I mean, the, and and even if they've been doing yeah, it all year, if. 
the fact that this has happened, they're not actually smart enough to realize that might not be an appropriate thing to do after this guy's been involved with delivering a gun you know, to, that was used to, to murder an innocent young woman, that that might not be the smartest thing to do. You know, you're Alabama. What, they're still ranked in the top five. They were one or two last time right. I saw. And so, and so, so you know it's on te- television, and you're going to do a fake pat down you know i mean that's the most repugnant thing and and, and and you and i were texting on this and that's exactly what i said i said you know i'm i i've got kids i'm a parent and a grandparent i'm imagining myself as that as, as that young girl's dad and i see that fake pat down and it's a ha ha chuckle chuckle i'm livid at that point so you guys are both pacer fans we're all pacer fans in this room if this Alabama kid has no charges and he's available in the NBA drafts, because he's really good, he's a lottery player, would you want him on the Indiana Pacers? No, I keep an open mind on that, man. It's all about due process, right? Uh, yeah, it's, it's exactly. All, it's all, it's all about how about, this is going to play out. It's all out. about justice. Let it play out. Uh, because, again, there are innocent explanations for, hey, man, bring me my gun. If if, if he didn't believe the guy he was delivering it to was, was um, you know, a, a prohibited possessor, not legally able to, to possess and carry a gun. Uh, again, I, I mean, I, it was one o'clock in the morning. <laughs> right. Yeah, but, what did you think? Yeah. I, again, we have no context. There's we have no context. Yeah. And again, I mean, maybe it's just cause I'm a, I'm a two way guy, but no, I'm also uh, at two, two in the morning, maybe, or one in the morning, whatever it is, maybe when I need my gun the most for, for a lawful and justified purpose. So I, I, I can't ascribe too many ill motives to that. Monday Gun Day with Guy Relford here on the Hammer and Nigel Show. You had sent me a story earlier today that the Biden administration trying to use clerical errors, and I'm using air quotes there, clerical errors to shut down some gun stores. Yeah, this is heartbreaking. And it's something I've been talking about for a while on my show. Uh, I think I've mentioned it here with you guys before, too, which is that um, the ATF, and, and there's two parts of ATF. There's enforcement and there's industry operations. Enforcement, those are the guys who carry guns, guys and, and, and ladies who carry guns, who will come kick your door down and, and arrest you and, and, and do all the things they do uh, on the enforcement side. Then there's industry operations. And industry operations, these guys are, 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 these people are the ones who come to gun stores, they do audits, they inspect your records, they make, they make sure you're staying on the right side of the law and all the regulations and the incredible number of regulations. Um, that govern uh, folks who run gun stores, FFLs, we say, for federal firearms licensees. And I've had gun store after gun store owner, you know, these, a lot of these people are my friends, these people I associate with, they're buddies of mine, and they've said, man, I've had in the last year, year and a half, a fundamental change in the industry operations people, where it used to be they would come to me and they say, you know, my job is to make sure I'm helping you stay on the right side of the law. You know, if you're not doing something quite right in terms of how you maintain your paperwork or how you sign in documents, you know, my job is to you know, be in here and facilitate you because obviously you're trying to be a, a, a lawful business and stay on the right side of all these different regulations. I'm here to help. In the last year and a half, it's my job is to try to tag you off base. My job is to come in here and catch you doing some minor, you know, error, committing some minor error in your paperwork or how you maintain your records or whatever it is, so that I can turn around and say, you're no longer entitled to have a federal firearms license. We're shutting down your business. And and they've had their their agents. Because some of these times they, they they develop relationships. People come in and do periodic inspections. And some they, some ATF industry operations guys are even saying, I don't want to do this job anymore because my bosses are telling me my job is to go out and find some excuse 
to shut down an otherwise lawful business. And 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 that's exactly this report that I sent you, Jason, is saying that uh, in fact. That's happening in record numbers. ATF is revoking FFLs uh, at a pace we've never seen before in history, and it's exactly that reason. It's because the Biden administration has declared war on lawful gun shops, and it's a, it's a, it's a travesty, but it's happening every day in America right now. We're back with Guy Relford, the gun guy, joining us. Uh, get us up to date on what's happening at the Indiana State House in regards to some two A bills. Well, we've had some disappointments in the sense that a bill I've talked to you guys about more than just during this session. I mean, it goes back the last three sessions. We've tried to get a bill through that that says that if I'm defending my business or my other property other than my home, if I simply point a gun at someone uh, to prevent them from destroying my business by way of example, that I shouldn't go to jail for a felony when someone you know is in the process yeah. of throwing a Molotov cocktail through the, the window of my business. They're not threatening me, but they're going to destroy my business is right. the point. Um, we, we can't get that a hearing, man. Representative Wendy McNamara, a Republican from Evansville, uh, who chairs the Courts and Criminal Code Committee in the House, just won't give us a hearing on that. So that's been a big, big disappointment. Have these people ever been business owners? Yeah, that's a question, isn't it? Yeah, but but then again, you know what? We're not giving up, man. That's the thing. Uh, that's one thing I've learned. Persistence pays. Just because we, we can't do it this year, we'll we'll keep going at it. Uh, if we'll get more, if we need to get more aggressive about it, then we'll do who, that. Who is this person that's not giving it a hearing? Uh, Representative Wendy McNamara, uh, chairman of the Courts and Criminal Code Committee. They don't really have to give you a, a reason or anything no, like that. No, it just like, dies nah. because it never gets a hearing. They either schedule for a hearing or they don't. Um, but uh, on the positive side, Jim Lucas's bill. Uh, which is 1177, I believe, uh, is a, a, a teacher training bill, we call it. And what it says is that if a school board makes the decision to allow staff or teachers to have a gun in a school, and again, it's totally the prerogative of the school board, right? whether they make that decision or not, whether they want to go down that road or they don't, if they do then what, what this bill does, uh, and Jim Lucas came on my show and talked about it at length, if anybody wants to check out that podcast. But what this does, it simply says, is the state has provided a standardized curriculum based on law enforcement training. And actually, by the way, has the same number of hours of firearms training that a law enforcement officer gets in order to become a sworn police officer. The state provides that standardized curriculum of training, which is really well done. I mean, I've been an instructor for um, over 25 years, and I was very impressed by this curriculum because it in involves actor-shooter actor shooter scenarios. It involves uh, field first aid. It's just all And very, this would be covered for the teachers. And it would be covered, and the state will pay for it out of existing funds going um, into the educational system in Indiana. So it, it, it's not an increase in spending. And it's not a required thing. And like, no, if no. you're somebody that doesn't want to do this, you don't have to. Absolutely not. It's purely voluntary for any any teacher who wants to be involved uh, they can be and if their school board makes that decision and you know it's, it's like any given bill we, we're always fighting over it, 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 people come in and portray the bill as, as as saying something it doesn't say this has nothing to do with taking the decision away from local school boards on whether they arm teachers or not so if anybody wants to continue this conversation where do they go sure go to relfordlaw.com is the best way to get a hold of me relfordlaw.com Guy, you're the best. Thanks, guys. It's the Hammer and Nigel Show. We're coming right back.